Welcome to another episode of All Things Animated. My name is Rachel, and today we have a very special guest. Hi, my name's Lizzie. Welcome to the show, Lizzie. I'm very glad to have you here. So I guess to like to introduce yourself, are you per se an, a fan of animation or is it more that you're a fan of like fantasy fairy tales or where's like your go-to genre or interest when it comes to entertainment? Well, I definitely read more than I watch like online or like movie media, but if I'm going to watch something, it is normally animated, whether it's a movie or whether it's a cartoon. I don't know. I just enjoy that more than live action stuff, I suppose. Um, and I'm a huge Disney fan, so any animated Disney movie released before the year of like 2016, I've probably seen a thousand times. <laughs> no, I feel that. Yeah, 100%. I guess before we jump into this, I should tell everyone, today we're going to be talking about the movie Tangled, which um, Lizzie's never seen before a day in her life. No, never. No. I can't quote most of it. Not at all. <laughs> she definitely isn't sitting here in a tangled t-shirt with tangled earrings and a tangled backpack. My wedding wasn't tangled themed a couple months ago. Not at all. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you a challenge, Lizzie, and I'll, I'll do it myself too because it wouldn't be nice to do it to you only. But can you summarize all of Tangled in three words? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> or even just like motifs in the film or something, like overall overarching. I mean, in general, it's a retelling of the fairy tale Rapunzel, but it's different than that. Um. <laughs> My three words would be, oh, oh dear, uh, princess, thief, adventures. That's lame, but that's what I got. I was probably going to say adventure, home, and yeah, princess would have been on there. <laughs> 100%. That's awesome. So uh, if you couldn't tell before, I was being sarcastic. You have seen Tangled before. Many times. Yes. Was Do you remember like when it came out for the first time? I have no memory of that. Yeah, kind of. It was in 2010. Yes. But I didn't see it when it came out. I probably didn't see it until maybe four or five years after that. I don't even remember seeing it for the first time. Like when? I don't either. I just know that I really liked it, and then I i guess I saw it several other times. I don't know. It might have been like a, a sleepover or something mm. at a friend's house, and I just, I don't know. I kind of fell in love with it, and that was that. I was 10 when it came out, and I, I didn't see it then. I was more into like How to Train Your Dragon because that came out the same year, so. I definitely don't remember the first time I saw it. The only, I was trying to think about it. And I was, I was in high school when it came out, and then the only time I can remember watching it was, like, at some gathering at my college in the dorms. Like, a bunch of girls got together and watched it. So maybe that was the first time. I don't know. But this is a dumb question, but uh, <clears throat> Lizzie, would you recommend this movie to anyone? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I had not watched it in a long time, but I would agree with you. I would definitely recommend it. It's lovely. It's very good. I very much enjoyed it. Are you ready for some fast facts about this film? Sure. That you cheated and already looked at? <laughs> I, I may have probably known some of them already, anyhow. <laughs> so, first thing, that it did come out in 2010, as you said, 
It is a 3D animated film. However, I do want to point out that apparently it's not as simple as just being 3D, which, by the way, this is the first 3D film we've done on this podcast. It's a blending together of features of computer-generated imagery, CGI, and traditional animation. And then they also used a rendering effect that gave it the impression of a painting, which, looking back on it now, I realize I can see that, like especially with the flowers and the, the roads and all her artwork. It's like, oh, it's lovely. And I don't think it says it there, but I know that on top of that, they spent a ton of money working on just her hair. Like, because hair is notoriously, I guess, one of the hardest things to animate. And they made a character with 70 feet of hair. <laughs> so that was a huge chunk of the budget, was accurately animating her hair and... Yeah, which I found really fascinating because I didn't think hair would be that hard to animate, but I guess it is. <laughs> I believe it. I remember someone said that along the line, along those lines, in a behind-the-scenes film for the um, the Incredibles of all things for Violet and her hair that was constantly in really? her face. Yeah, I guess they did a lot of experimenting with that. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I know nothing of CGI. Oh, and there was some controversy over the title Tangled. Obviously, this is based on the story Rapunzel, so that was the original title, and then they changed it to Tangled so that it would be more, um, what's the word, appealing to both guys and girls, because it also does focus on Flynn Rider quite a bit, like half the movie is him, like it's definitely 50-50 with him and Rapunzel, I would say. And so some people, I feel like to me that kind of makes sense, but then a lot of people complain that it was like cash grabbing or trying to desperately trying to find an audience i don't know did you have thoughts on that rapunzel versus tangled i knew that they had changed the name but i i like really wasn't certain why Mm. um i thought maybe they just didn't want to call it rapunzel because maybe that was boring that's kind of what i thought too but i don't know if it was a cash grab i kind of feel like it worked because if i talk to any guy who's roughly my age, that isn't crazy into Disney films. And I'm like, so what Disney films do you know of? Which ones do you like? Tangled is always at the top of the list. And I wonder if the whole focus on Flynn Rider worked in an aspect of appealing to both guys and girls because of that. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Rapunzel would have been a boring name. Yeah. Like Tangled, I feel like is more intriguing. It might be more confusing, like what is this? But I think it's more intriguing. Yeah, I do too. Okay, so a former Disney and Pixar animator story artist said, the idea of changing the title of a classic like Rapunzel to Tangled is beyond stupid. I'm convinced they'll gain nothing from this except the public eye seeing Disney as desperately trying to find an audience. So he felt very strongly about that. But I don't know. Like you said, I think it worked. I don't think there was anything wrong with it. It I always tell myself I'm going to copy and paste all of the fun facts and then I don't and then I don't know which ones I want as I'm looking <laughs> through the, the document there's a lot of facts in Wikipedia I tell you what who knows maybe they're all fake we're telling you fake news people potentially <laughs> okay we're gonna call that good so this is just where we spew random thoughts favorite moments least favorite moments thoughts on music animation characters oh okay wait I gotta ask who is your favorite character in the whole film can you pick one it is Rapunzel it, it is Rapunzel, but that's that's hard. That might be a sign, though, like, of how, how good this film is, is the fact that, like, it's hard to pick a favorite because they all are so fun. 
Like, they're all great. They're all utilized well. Yes. Like, there's kind of two sidekicks in a way instead of the normal, like, the princess has one animal sidekick. Rapunzel has two. She has Pascal and Max. Mm -hmm. But both of them play a part. It's not just, like, one of them is sidelined the whole time. They, They both actually are really cool and fun. Yeah, yeah. Now, the real question is, is Max her sidekick, or is he Flynn's? <laughs> it's debatable. <laughs> Starting as hers, because he hates Flynn, but I think more towards the end, Flynn's, probably. <laughs> I would say, I think eventually it would definitely end up as Flynn's. Yeah. <laughs> Although he'd probably resent that. He would. <laughs> <laughs> Should we start at the beginning? Sure. Okay, so at the beginning of the film, we are introduced to Gothel, who is getting the magical flower, and the the queen of the country is dying and has a child, well, about to have a child, and um, so they give her this magical flower juice, and she has a magical baby, and the baby gets kidnapped. Dun, dun, dun. I have to say that as a parent, I have not watched Tangled in a long time. And as a parent, that introduction hit me harder than I expected. I was sitting there like, <gasps> like, I think my heart would have dropped out of my chest. I am, I am not a parent, so I have <laughs> not had that feeling watching Tangled. But I guess maybe when I do have kids, yeah, I might look at that a whole lot differently afterwards. It's, it hit different. I think when you don't have kids, you're like, oh, that's sad. But when you actually have parents, like, there's this, like, Oh my gosh, I think I'd have a heart attack. I think I would like, ooh, yeah. And the movie paints it like she's born with a full head of hair. So you can't tell how much time has progressed yes. between her birth and when she's taken. So it could have been like a couple of months. It could have been like two days. I wondered that too. There's no way to tell how long they had with her yeah. at all. I, I guess it depends on how quickly would Gothel age. You know what I mean? Like she'd have if if it takes if it doesn't take long, she'd have to move quick. Yeah, like super quick. And I don't I don't think it's that long because as the movie yeah. progresses, you can see in her animation her hair starts oh, to yes. gray, and the the entire movie, like the main portion of it, only takes place over about three days. Is it like I it's, thought it was less than I, that? It might be less than that because th- she leaves the tower. So, and Gothel kidnaps her and takes her to a tower, right? That's the, that's the plot of Rapunzel. So yeah. she leaves the tower. They travel to, like, the kingdom where the castle is. Mm-hmm. They spend one night in the wilderness. Yes. Then there's the next night where they're out on the boat. Oh, you're right. So it is, and like, then two, she goes, days. then she goes home. So it's, like, a three-day period, and yeah. Gothel ages. Ac- so it's, it can't be that long. Right. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't even imagine. I hadn't thought about that before. Oh, (laughs) that makes it darker. (laughs) It does make it darker. Okay, I have to also say, I'm I'm just spewing random thoughts, Lizzie. Like, you jump in. Okay. But I love how we start the beginning of the film with Flynn saying, this is the story of how I died. And I never thought about it before, but it's true. Yeah. That's what all this is leading up to. But it's not even about him, in a sense. Yeah. But I love it. But he's like, but it's not really about me. And then it jumps over to her. And And then you watch the whole movie and... If you haven't seen the movie like a thousand times like I have, you kind of get sucked in to the point where you forget yes. that that's the opening line. And then at the end, I guess, spoiler, but not really, because he does say it, it's the first line in the movie. 
He does die. He does. Like, <laughs> Gothel stabs him with the knife. Ooh. And he dies. But there's no blood on the knife because Disney would have had to make the movie PG-13 if they animated blood on the knife. So it's not an animation mistake. It's purposeful that they didn't show any blood. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay, I have a question. How the heck did this girl get a chameleon? Where did this come from? I know this. <gasps> what? Uh, okay, so there is a TV series. It's called Tangled okay. Series. And there is an episode that focuses specifically on their friendship. And it is it is questionable as to the canonicity of this series or not. Some people accept it. Some people don't. I accept portions of it. But the show is enjoyable. I accept the Pascal portion, though. Uh, Pascal is an orphan. There was Mama, Chameleon, and Pascal. And they lived out in the woods, I suppose, in the kingdom. And she was killed by a snake. And she set Pascal adrift, I believe, on like a little piece of wood, like baby Moses, in the river. <laughs> and the snake chased this baby chameleon without it knowing. And it was alone and scared. And it saw this tower with light in the window. So it climbed the tower. And Rapunzel took it upon herself to raise this baby chameleon. And then proceeded to smack the snake in the face with a frying pan and out the window. Um, at the age of probably, like, five. So she's been fierce from the beginning. Yes. And then, so Pascal's just stayed with her ever since. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That is canon accepted. Why they picked a chameleon, I don't know. It doesn't look like a climate that chameleons live in, but... I wondered that. It's it's cute, so... <laughs> He's my favorite com- comedic relief. Well, Maximus is up there, too. But, like, his facial expressions and the whole I'm keeping an eye on you thing he does. Like, I love it. He is my husband's favorite character. Ian, my husband, has stated that if Tangled ever gets a theatrical show, like, <gasps> on stage. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. But he hopes that they do Pascal, much like they do Zazu in The Lion King. Oh, yeah, With yeah. a puppeteer. And I'm like, I could play Rapunzel and you could be Eugene. And he's like, No. I'm going to be Pascal. I'm like, aren't you so romantic? But that would be fun. (laughs) I look, because I was literally, as I was watching this, I'm like, why is this not a musical? Frozen got a musical. Why did this get a musical? I don't, I don't know. And I think, I think it's been discussed, like, that they want to put it on Broadway, but I just don't know, like, how far it's ever gotten or, like, they already have... What is it? The Lion King and Aladdin are on Broadway currently, yeah. so... It was... Frozen was. I don't know if it still is. It closed because of COVID. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, they've done... There's a lot of Disney on Broadway. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It does. It does. The, the song that I was like, this has to be Broadway, was um, I've Got a Dream. Yes. I was like, this is a Broadway song. It's the perfect act one closing ensemble number it's at the right place in the story it's got the whole ensemble it's fun it's happy it's upbeat and then you've got the suspense of gothel peering in the window as they're singing this song it's so good this is my petition make tangled the musical yes and not a live action remake please disney please please you have heard it here at all things animated Please. <laughs> Please don't, I beg of you. <laughs> oh, so another thought I had. There were two different animated films that hit me as being very reminiscent of this film. And one was Aladdin, the thief 
finding a princess who's been locked up in a in a, a Jasmine's case it was a castle palace in this case it's a tower and her escaping to see the world beyond right mm-hmm. the other one that i got very like strong vibes of was anastasia oh my gosh okay but the, okay the crown moment when she puts it on her head i was like anastasia, oh, anastasia. okay the other where was it where was the other moment there was another moment and i have it written down so help me if i just wrote anastasia very reminiscent of Anastasia. Thank you, Rachel. That was so detailed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's when she looks at her the painting on the wall of herself as a baby princess. Oh, you're right. And I was like, that is so Anastasia. That's not what I was thinking of. I was thinking of at the end when she thinks that Eugene has betrayed her and she's back at the tower with oh. Gothel and she's laying on her bed staring at the ceiling and all of a sudden all of the like the suns oh, the are, are hidden in all of her paintings. Like, she's been subconsciously painting them. That reminds me of Once Upon a December. Yes. When yes, everything's yes, yes. jumping off the walls in the ballroom. Yes. It's, it's different, but it is reminiscent of the same idea yeah. of subconsciously, I've known this the whole time, but... I didn't even realize it was there. And yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. It is. I realize like there are so many fantasy princess stories out there. Like it's hard not to overlap. Yeah. But I just wonder if maybe there was slight inspiration or maybe these are just common motifs or themes we find in these films. It could be. But I just, I was getting such strong Anastasia vibes. And I love Anastasia. So that made me very happy. I love Anastasia. And Flynn and Dimitri, they're not the same. Like, Flynn's Flynn's just a thief. He's wanted everywhere. Dimitri's a con man. People don't even realize, necessarily, mm-hmm. that he's a... He's not a bad guy, but bad. And... But there's that kind of vibe, too. Like, she falls for the guy who is trying to trick her, essentially. Yeah. Who ends up falling in love with her and turns out to be a really great person. So... He definitely gave me Aladdin vibes to a certain extent. To a certain extent. I feel like Aladdin is a little sweeter and wasn't trying to trick Jasmine as much, other than about who he actually was. Yeah. Aladdin gives me the feeling of just attempting to survive and meeting Mm. this girl and falling head over heels for her. Mm, And Flynn is like, no, I am the most wanted thief in the country, and I'm going to flaunt it, and I know I'm handsome. (laughs) So fall in love with me, but not because I like you. But because you just need to fall in love Exactly. With and then Rapunzel's just like this sweet, innocent character, and he actually falls in love with her oh. because she's Rapunzel. I mean. Yeah. That, this is a side, but that's one of my favorite tropes of like writing and whatnot is the, the tough character that like gets all the girls, but when he finally actually falls in love with someone that's sweet and innocent and pure because they they just love her. That's my favorite. I I love that. It is. And I think it's it's subtle, but it's demonstrated in the scene where they dance in like the marketplace, but he also <gasps> like gets her all the stuff. Mm-hmm. For the first time in his life, he does all of it legally. If you notice, he he pays for everything. He actually rents the boat. Nothing that he gives to her is acquired illegally. Oh, my gosh. That's so sweet. I know. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I might might turn into a Tangled fan, (laughs) y'all. I know way too much about this movie. (laughs) Okay, that was one of my favorite scenes, though. It's so pretty. That song, 
when they were just, I just, she's so vibrant and full of life. And I love the fact that nobody knows she's the princess. And yet here she is, this young 18 year old girl bringing this town to life like royalty should, you know, like they're. Their princess is there bringing life to the town. And they don't even realize it that it's like during a festival to celebrate her. Yeah. That they, the, the king and queen do this every year in the hopes that their little girl is going to come home. Mm-hmm. And she, she doesn't know that, but she feels the lanterns are meant for her. And then mm-hmm. all of these people are celebrating with her. And it's just really powerful. It's just cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are some favorite moments of yours, Lizzie, from this film? Okay. Favorite moments. Um, I love the scene after they've got, gotten out of the Snuggly Duckling, which is the tavern. And they, they've run through the caves and they've ended up on this cliff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Flynn fights off the bad guys with a frying pan and they swing across the, like, the giant ravine <laughs> on her hair and, like, all the dialogue and the comedic timing in that scene is perfect. The delivery by Zachary Levi is fantastic. And it's one of the first moments where I think Flynn gets to see that Rapunzel maybe isn't as, like, delicate as mm. she seems. Yeah. Because she kind of, like, rescues him and pulls him up when he slams into the side of the cliff after he's grabbed onto her hair. And... Then right after that, she reveals that her hair is magical. And if you sing a certain song and he panics and freaks out. And that whole sequence is just comedic timing at its best. Yes. But my favorite, favorite scene is the I see the light scene in the boat with the lanterns. Yes. I would argue it's the most beautiful piece of animation in history. And it's romantic. And I love the song. And I cry a lot of the time when I watch that scene and I get angry at the end when the kiss gets cut off and it's just, it's just beautiful. I just think it's like, even though animation has like improved in general over time, looking back at that scene, I can only imagine how much more gorgeous it would be if it were done today, but it's still like it holds up. It's brilliant. Yeah. The lighting is still fantastic. It's just gorgeous. Maybe this is my immature brain, but for some reason when I saw the lanterns going up, I was like, they look like giant marshmallows. <laughs> right. Giant burning marshmallows. <laughs> like the that's where my brain went last night. I'm like, marshmallows. <laughs> like, oh, that looks like a lantern. Marshmallow. But no, I agree. It's a lovely scene, despite the marshmallows. Yeah, I'm going to think of that every time now. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'll laugh. I'll laugh. It was just so fun. I was like, what is wrong with me? Why am I thinking of giant marshmallows? But I did. That's where I'm at. That's so funny. That song is probably one of my, like, favorite go-to karaoke songs on YouTube. You know, type, sing with me, unless I see the light. Yeah. And yes. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite. So good. Do you have more thoughts? I feel like I have so many thoughts that they're doing that thing where they all just bump into each other and then go away because... Like giant marshmallow lanterns? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> I had a couple thoughts okay. on the writing. I, As I was watching this film, something that stuck out to me is that this film is so well written because the, the transitions from 
plot point to plot point are so seamless. It just, everything has a purpose. And yet, so nothing is wasted, but it doesn't feel rushed. Yeah. It's beautiful. Like, And even the lines they give the characters, like, okay, Gothel's being written, her character. I love it. The, I'm not getting any younger, Rapunzel. And, oh, I'm just teasing. I'm just kidding. And, oh, my flower. Oh, my gosh. Every word she says points to the reality of who she is. This evil, conniving, twisted woman that's using a poor girl for her own purposes. Yeah. It's horrible. And she has her completely convinced that it's the rest of the world that wants to do that. Yeah. When she's the one that's doing it, but Rapunzel doesn't, she doesn't know any differently. Right. And I think because of the fact that she's lived secluded in the tower, there is no, there's no knowledge of anything else. The poor girl has three books on a bookshelf. And I think, I could be wrong. I think one of them is a cookbook. I don't know what the other one is. And I think the last one is a fairy tale. And fairy tales are not the most accurate depiction of real life to begin with, what? even if she's living in one. I know, right? It's so sad. <laughs> what? But it's like, Gothel has her so convinced that the people out in the world have, like, pointed teeth and want to eat her for breakfast. Yeah. That until this handsome thief shows up, she hasn't even considered the fact that her hair is long enough to get out of the tower and leave. Or even just, yeah. like... Like, she's never touched the grass. She's not even gone outside enough to, like, walk around the base of the tower. Which is insane to me, because she yeah. she knows her hair is that long. Yeah. Gothel uses it as the mechanism to get in and out of the tower. And when it wasn't that long, there's there's a door. And it shows that there was a time that Rapunzel was little enough and her hair was only, like, you know, to her knees. Yeah. And Gothel had to leave the tower, so either she just never let Rapunzel know where that door was, or Rapunzel was so scared, she never bothered to use the door. All I can think of is, what did she do with toddler Rapunzel? Because if I'm being real, I have a toddler. And toddlers don't listen. <laughs> toddlers are like, let me push all the boundaries. Like, I love my toddler. He's the greatest little dude in the world. But holy cow, I could not keep that boy in one room in his, like, toddler years. That's crazy. It's, yeah. And I I don't know. Maybe she was just a really, really well-behaved, complacent toddler. Maybe. I mean, it kind of would make sense. Especially with how she's grown up and that she's still until this point in her life, hadn't really questioned her. Yeah. She makes sense. She calls her mother. Gothel has raised her in a way that she has no reason to think that that's not her mother. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't even appear to question the fact that there's no father at all. Well, how, yeah, why Why, would she? Why would she? Yeah. Exactly. And her biggest connection to the outside world is her window. She recognizes patterns outside the window she's got the stars charted on the roof and the only reason she knows that the lanterns are different is because she charted the stars so when they show up one day a year and it's always the same day that's what piques her curiosity she wants to know why and it lines up with her birthday which begs the question gothel come on (laughs) you're outside all the time why didn't you why did you tell her that that was her birthday like why didn't you switch it Maybe the lantern thing wasn't until later. No, there's no way. They wouldn't have waited. They would have been like, let's do the lights. Let's do the lights. This year, lights. (laughs) 
Man, that's the thing. If you like fall fall into the Tangled fandom at all, that is the thing that I always see pop up as really gothel. You didn't change the birthday. Yeah. Like of all of all the easiest things to do, you could have shifted it by a week. Yeah. A week. And the lanterns would have just been like, oh, yeah, they happen, but they're for somebody else because that's not my birthday. <laughs> oh, it's, but it's my birthday. So maybe they're for me. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. I feel like that woman has to be one of the most conniving and capable villains, like, in all of Disney fandoms. Yeah. Because there are villains with, like, big magical powers and and castles and money and stuff. This is just an old woman. Yeah. And she gets away with so much. They don't even... I think in the original story of Rapunzel, she is actually a witch. I believe it. With magic. But in this version, they literally made her this old woman who didn't want to die and that's a powerful motivator. <laughs> she was using this flower for who knows how who knows how old she actually is. I mean, the woman turned into dust. Exactly. Which is also reminiscent of Anastasia. Yes. Rasputin. <laughs> Which by the way, that scene, I know it's not tangled. That scene is traumatizing as a child <laughs> when he like blows away on the wind. I I think I've realized that like my whole life I have this dark sense of humor because of the films I grew up on, Exhibit A, Anastasia. Probably. Yeah, I was like, oh, maybe this isn't healthy. (laughs) But for Gothel, she used this flower for years as it was just planted there in the ground. Nobody was stopping her from using it. How the heck did she find that? I don't know. How did she know? Well... That's answered, that's in the, that's answered oh, in the TV series, too. Okay. Well, that's okay. I'll, but, find, I'll find yeah. it someday. <laughs> but anyhow, the easiest answer was she was part of a group of multiple people who knew of multiple magical sources. So she used oh. that to find the flower and keep herself young. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. But, so she's been using this flower for potentially thousands of years, oh. and they take it from her. The The royalty of the kingdom takes it, and she kind of thinks it's hers. So, of course... Right. Of course she wants to attempt to see if if there's a remedy. My biggest question is why why did she think there was going to be anything left? Like if mm. they ground up the flower and used it to make this soup that they <laughs> fed the queen. <laughs> why did Gothel th- like did she think there were going to be petals left? Did she somehow intuitively know that Either the queen or the child were going to have inherited some kind of... Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So that's a good question because, first of all, she had to get into the castle by herself. This little old lady. And she's aging rapidly. She's aging. And, like, she does not know. She doesn't know. She doesn't know if there's leftover flour or if it's the queen or if it's the baby. So she just... Literally climbs the balcony into the king and queen's bedroom because Rapunzel's cradle is is like in their room. Right, because they're right. Because she's a newborn, basically, probably. And starts literally on a whim, goes up to the child, sees that the hair is golden, and I guess in a hope starts singing the song. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. And she does, to her credit, attempt to only take a chunk of the hair. But then she kidnaps the entire child because the hair turns brown and oh, oh, and then and then my heart fell out of my chest. <laughs> and then I spend the rest of the movie relating to a princess with, and I say this in love because I love my mother very, very dearly. With the strict mother, 
she is not, my mom is not at all like Gothel, but there were moments in my teenage years where I was like, man, my mom's the villain in a fairy tale. I'm just like Cinderella. Like, she made me scrub the porch one time as punishment for literally something I had done that was really stupid. And she was like, you're just going to scrub the porch. That's what I want you to do. You owe me some time working. And I scrubbed the porch. Now it's like, where am I singing birds and mice? This isn't fair. <laughs> My mom is not a fairy tale villain. She's a fantastic lady. But isn't that every teenage <laughs> girl, though? Every teenage girl is like, this isn't right. I'm the princess that's stuck in the castle exactly. working as a slave. <laughs> and so maybe... That's I related funny. to Rapunzel way more than just that. But there was a part of me when I was, like, 15 that was like, nothing is fair, and I'm going to find Flynn Rider, and we're going to go off on a white horse, and that's going to be that. <laughs> How'd that work out for you, Lizzie? Um, I mean, I'm married, so there you were no... You found Flynn Rider. There were no horses him. involved, though. Oh, well, that's a bummer. Yeah. I'm sorry. It is, it is really interesting, though. I met him. We met at auditions for college theater waiting for callbacks and I didn't know anybody I didn't want to be near anybody I just wanted to find out if I had a callback which I did and then I didn't get cast which is beside the point but he was also a freshman and wanted to like get to know everybody and he started asking about favorite movies and mine was tangled and his was tangled and I thought he was this annoying person and I wanted nothing to do with him but the only thing I remembered and knew was that his favorite movie was tangled and so was mine and then I actually got to know him several months later, and our friends played matchmaker, and then the rest yeah. is kind of history. But that was, like, the first thing I found out about this guy. So Tangled really has played a huge part in your life. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <It> has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I have to – not to tangent, but, like, I love Gothel. I think she might be my favorite villain. Like, her song is fantastic. Her, like, uh, mm, her song, like, that is also, okay, I admit it, people, I'm a nerd, I look up karaoke on YouTube, and I sing as the villain, and that is the song I pick. <laughs> so People, good. wait, there are people out there who don't do that? Apparently. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe everyone not. does maybe that. Maybe everyone secretly does that. I don't think my husband does that. <laughs> well, your toddler probably doesn't yet either, but he's a toddler, so. There's that. There's plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll train him in the ways of karaoke. <laughs> okay. Another thought I have. Lizzie, feel free to be like, shut up, Rachel. I'm to continue. <laughs> Something I loved. She realizes that Gothel is not going to let her go. Not let, letting her leave the castle. There's not this outward rebellion. You look at her looking into at the closet, about to show her Flynn, and then she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And she asks for the paint that takes three days to find. Exactly. I, you can see it in her face. She's like, I'm going to go anyway. But it's not this overt face. It's very subtle. And you can see the wheels churning, and I love it. And it it also, I think, testifies to, even though she's been stuck in this tower for 18 years, she's very smart. Yes. She doesn't actually know how long it's going to take her to get to where those lanterns are. But... She is able to gather that three days is probably enough time to get there and get back in the hopes that Gothel will never know that she's left. And she almost got away with exactly. it. Exactly. It wasn't for stupid Maximus. <laughs> Which I love Maximus. But did you have to be there at that moment? He did. He did, in fact. And I love how it's not like at first Gothel's not concerned because she's like, oh, it's a horse. 
So she's not concerned about just anybody finding the tower. Yeah. But then she sees the sun and she realizes that it's a palace horse. Yeah. And that's what freaks her out because she thinks that palace guards have found this baby. And um, there's a tiara hiding up there in that tower. Yeah. And so if they find the tiara, they're going to put two and two together. Yeah. But there's also no girl in the tower. So what really would have happened? I don't know. Because she left. That would have been interesting. Like, huh, there's a tower. Okay, cool. Great. <laughs> also, can we take a moment to um, send our condolences to Flynn's head and other body parts? <laughs> <laughs> that poor man. He's definitely concussed. I know. <laughs> like, but There's no way he's not. He's, yeah, medically, there's just no way that he's not concussed. Like, well, and on top of that, he almost drowned. Uh, what other what other ways? His fingers are definitely broken. She slams the closet door in oh. his fingers and then mm. pokes them back <laughs> into the closet. <laughs> no. Oh. oh. Okay. And the whole uh, <laughs> elbows in, like knees oh. apart. Oh. And like, okay. I just would like to say that either they did some great mathematics to make that. <laughs> Flying leap work and have him land on Maximus, or they just took a chance and that poor man could have died right then and there. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure they just took a chance. <laughs> Maximus or is like, I got this. Maximus did the math, probably. Uh, probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, even if, even with landing on Maximus, there's no way that hurt, didn't hurt like the Dickens. I mean, in his face when he <laughs> lands, you can tell he's holding in just. <laughs> A screech of absolute utter pain. I don't care who you are. That would hurt. I have watched this movie with my husband, and I have seen his reaction in that moment. And as a man, his face is just also pain. Like, complete pain. And I'm like, (laughs) I am so sorry. (laughs) He needs a doctor, probably. Maybe the king and queen will pick up on that and hopefully send him to the doctor. Because his... his girlfriend and I at the end at the very end of the movie wife can no longer heal him because her hair is gone so (laughs) I wanted to think hear your thoughts on that do you think you know I mean her hair's cut the power's gone do you think that was like the flower's last act do you know what I mean it's like leaving her body in a sense like okay here we go gonna do one last healy heal like because I feel like Disney is notorious for always bringing people back from the dead like nobody actually dies in disney so like i get it they were going to bring flynn back but like it was it actually feasible this time or just another ridiculous oh they didn't die (laughs) i think it was feasible for multiple reasons mainly two the first is this girl has been imbued with this magic for 18 years and you're telling me none of it was anywhere but her hair right and now she's fallen in love with this guy And, oh, look, it comes back. Last act, wahoo. The majority of it is gone. But, for once, I'm going to give Disney credit here, because in the actual Rapunzel fairy tale, I don't remember if the prince dies, but he does fall in a giant patch of thorns. Right, and he goes blind, And he goes blind. Yeah. And Rapunzel cries on him, and her tears and her love heal his eyesight. Well, so they're true to the source. So they're true to the source in a sense of she cried and he's healed. 
So that's kind of why I'm also like, well, you weren't copping out this time because it's literally it's literally in there. In there that yeah. That's part of the fairy tale. Hmm. Unlike in other stories where, you know, the stepsisters and the stepmom from Cinderella are supposed to have shoes on their feet that make them dance till they die forever. And I didn't know that. That doesn't happen in Disney's Cinderella. That's horrific. Nor does the Little Mermaid turn into a oh. bunch of sea foam. Oh my gosh, the Little Mermaid. If they did a realistic Little Mermaid, which people have done it, yeah, that would be fun to watch <gasps> and depressing. I, I think I'd just be depressed. <laughs> if I saw – we don't need to go on this tangent. I saw one, and it was like – it was beautifully animation and very depressing. But yeah. Lovely, but I feel depressing. Like I, I feel like I saw one when I was really, really little that my dad had on VHS. Mm-hmm. And I put it in one day because I think it was also called, like, The Little Mermaid or The Littlest Mermaid. Oh, no! And I think I thought it was the Disney version because we also had the Disney version, and I was terrible at putting the VHS tapes back in the correct case. <laughs> Weren't so we all? They were just strewn under the TV. And I just kind of sat there and was like, well, this isn't what I thought I was going to watch. <laughs> And, yeah, I have this vague memory of being really traumatized. and I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rapunzel, truer to the story than other fairy tales. I thought, I remember seeing, I think it was on the Wikipedia page, that um, the, they were really struggling with what to do with the Rapunzel storyline. Because if all it was was the goal to get her out of the tower, the story would have ended in, like, the first half hour, right? Because, yeah. like, she got out, so they're like, okay, how do we how do we get her out of the tower? How do we give her something more? And that's when they thought of the lantern thing, like, oh, the little lights. Yeah. And, like, that just extended the story above and beyond mm-hmm. getting out of the tower, which is great. I think that's cool. But I, I just, I wonder now, like, I haven't read the original fairy tale in a long time. It would be very interesting to see and compare that. Yeah. But I know that... Isn't Rapunzel literally like cabbage or lettuce? Lettuce. Yes. It stems originally she's not a princess. She's just like farmers, a farmer's daughter, right? Yes. She's the daughter of a poor farmer and his wife or uh, just a poor guy and his wife. I don't think they're farmers. And they're like starving. And he, her dad climbs over a fence to their next door neighbor's garden Mm. and steals cabbage or lettuce out of the garden and it's the witch and as punishment she takes their kid and hides her away in a tower and then when she's in her teen years it is a prince that shows up who finds her and falls in love with her and that's how she becomes a princess whereas in disney she's a kidnapped Mm. princess and they did away with the whole oh you stole the witch's cabbage and then the witch just named her that i suppose because you stole my lettuce. Behold, the child shall be called lettuce. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is your punishment, but you don't know it. And it's going to sound like a sneeze because I'm going to say it in like, it's a German fairy tale. So I suppose it's a, a German word. We're looking at Google. I bet you it is German. I bet you it is German for lettuce. It probably is. Lamb's lettuce, corn salad. It's a feminine noun. So I guess we've learned today that lettuce is feminine in <laughs> it German. Is in, it's in Spanish too, lechuga. Oh, well, you're right. Yeah. I've read a, a lot of Rapunzel retellings over the years and or watched them. I guess I haven't watched as many. I feel like there's not as many watchable. Yeah. But I have read uh, – I've read a lot of fairy tale <laughs> retellings and – read some pretty good Rapunzel ones, so a lot of my knowledge of the, like, the original fairy tale comes from 
those. Like all the spinoffs. Yeah. Yeah. They relied more heavily on that because if you were to attempt to use Disney's fairy tales to make a spinoff, they would probably kill you uh, with copyright law. Um, You can't (laughs) even, you can't even use their names for the seven dwarves out of Snow White. If you're writing something, because the seven dwarves didn't have names. Right. Disney named them. And if anybody else wants to name seven dwarves, you can't use the Disney names. It was in that, that, the, my, the play we did. Yeah, the play yeah. we did. Yeah. And they were not what was the it? Disney names. What was it? Um, oh, wasn't there one like Sneezy? Sneezy is the actual. Lazy one. Susan was one. Lazy Susan. There was, instead of Bashful, there was Milk Toast. <laughs> I played Snow White, so I do not remember the names of the dwarf. Makes me wonder if there's like a really good Rapunzel play out there. I know. That would be that would be interesting. Preferably not by the same people who wrote that Snow White play because some of the dialogue was questionable at best. <laughs> are you saying cheesy? Are you saying that off brand musicals and plays are cheesy, Lizzie? Yes. yes. I've been a part of many of them. There's only so much decent acting can do for some dialogue. I have to say, in my um limited years in the world of drama, that I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, I loved the off-brand ones because they were often true to the source <laughs> material. <laughs> However, I was also aware of the fact that much of the dialogue was quite cheesy. Hey, Little Women was Little Women was pretty good as far as dialogue I loved went. That, that one. show was so fun. That was lovely. That was fun. Anyway, this has nothing to do with Tangled. We went on a tangent. <laughs> Tangled. Um what else is on your list? Hmm. The parents never spoke a word. They do not. And it was so powerful. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take away all of that power by telling you that in the animated series, the guy who voices the dad is the same vo- voice actor for Mr. Krabs out of Spongebob. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> they don't sound anything alike. It's a totally different voice. All I can think same of guy, is, though. thank God he never spoke. <laughs> And he doesn't sound anything like Mr. Krabs because he's a very talented man. But sometimes I'll be sitting there watching the animated series and I'll be like, this is Mr. Krabs. All I can oh. think of is like, ar, 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 somebody date my daughter Pearl. But instead it's like, somebody date my daughter Rapunzel. Oh, which is almost worse. <laughs> you there, will you take her to prom? I literally just watched the prom episode of Spongebob the other day, so that is in my head. <laughs> I really have not watched any Spongebob, but I, I do know that it's the same the same <laughs> guy. And what is his what is the king's name? I don't remember. Her mom's uh, name is her mom's name is Adriana. Oh, that's a lovely name. Yes, I cannot remember his name. One moment. Please hold while we're looking up things. Tell us more thoughts. <laughs> or no, I actually I think it's Ariana, not Adriana. Ariana? That's Ariana. Ariana. It's it's something like that. Okay, King Frederick. Frederick, that's it. I knew it was and Queen Ariana. Ariana. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was something regal. <laughs> oh my goodness. So many so many great names in this movie. There are. Let's see. There's Hook Hand and um little dude in the Cupid outfit does have okay. a name. His He's- name is Shorty. He's my favorite. I love that <laughs> weird little man. <laughs> my favorite moment is when they're talking about the other tough guy that like wants to fall in love and he's just sitting in the little wooden fake boat thing. Thing, and he's just like, yep, I, that's right. I'm a little woman being wooed. <laughs> it's just weird and hilarious and I love it. I literally, 
I don't. Sometimes I look at Disney's media and I'm like, everything you did in this movie makes sense, except maybe this one character. But I love them so much. I don't. I'm. I'm not <laughs> upset that they're here. And I kind of think that this was a joke that came out of the writers' room that made it into production. Listen, I just want to be in on these meetings. I want to hear these crazy conversations. You know what I wanted, or would have loved to be a part of, or a fly on the wall, is the meeting that they had to design Flynn. Did you hear the rumors of how he came to be? I'm pretty. I, I'm pretty sure it's accepted as fact that like Most all of the w- the women writers were like, okay, describe your ideal man, yes. and that's how it came to be. Yes, and they they had a meeting about physically the ideal man, and then personality, and that's yep, which makes sense for all the girls that seem to be obsessed with him. <laughs> yeah, it, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm I'm not on that list at no, all. No, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> no. Did you have any negatives? I know we talked about this. I'm trying to think if, if I have any negatives because I honestly don't know. Oh wait, I can think of one negative that it's not necessarily mine, but I can see where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I saw one negative critic um, in the stuff I was reading say that it was good, and the songs, not that they were bad, but none of them were overwhelmingly memorable. And looking back on it, I enjoy all the songs. And I would say Mother Knows Best is like Chef's Kiss. And I love the, um, oh, goodness, what's the light? lantern one? I see the light. I see the light. Like, it's lovely. But I also see what they mean in that they didn't have what Frozen had in that there was this, let it go, which then took over the world. But, <laughs> but like, I don't know that that's bad. I don't know that that's bad either. I don't, I don't think it is because, A, it's still Alan Menken who has written so many Mm. classic Disney songs, and then he just added all of those to the the list. I guess you could say from, like, older Disney movies, maybe Part of Your World hit that. Maybe some songs out of The Lion King hit that level. But I feel like Frozen was released and just, like, blew everything else so far out of the water, especially with the music that I was just kind of like, stop. (laughs) Let everything else just be good because it's good. And let's not hold everything to this standard that we put Frozen at because they wrote a really good song and hired Idina Menzel to sing it. And I love Idina Menzel. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But like half half the reason Let It Go is as good as it is, is the vocals behind it. Yeah. In my opinion. Because she just is fantastic. Speaking on that, do you think that like – Tangled got robbed of its glory because of Frozen. I feel like Frozen came and everyone's like, what's Tangled? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if there was a camera in the room right now, that'd be great. <laughs> um, I do. <laughs> Here's the thing. I like Frozen enough. I love Anna. I love Kristoff. I love Sven. Elsa's over- overrated. And Olaf is okay, in my opinion. And I know that... She just said Olaf is okay. <laughs> Are we- do we boot her off the show now? <laughs> I like Olaf. That's acceptable. I just, I feel like that was the start of this era for Disney where they were like, we're going to do a twist villain. And like, I feel like since then they haven't done like a real villain. And I have a lot Mm. of thoughts on that too. Interesting. Like, I feel like Tangled is one of the last movies that you can pinpoint and say, classic Disney villain. You've got Maleficent, Ursula, Scar, Cruella, Hmm. Gothel. And then you look past Tangled and you're like... Does the bad version of Tefiti from Moana count? 
does oh. the grandmother from Encanto really count? Like, yeah, Hans is a villain. So, yeah, he's classic, but he was a twist villain. Yeah. And then, like, Big Hero 6 had a twist villain, and Wreck-It Ralph had a twist villain, and I don't remember when Wreck-It Ralph came out. But it's like, is Gothel one of the last true, like, we know you're bad, and we know you're bad from the beginning, and we like that? Do you think I'll ever make a comeback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of hope it does, because I feel like sometimes... And maybe this is the Christian in me just wanting good to overcome evil. Like, Mm. I know it will. But sometimes when there's a villain that you know that they're a villain and you know that they're bad, you love to hate them. Yeah. And you Mm -hmm. love to root for their demise. And it can be scary when they succeed. Like, and this is going to sound weird coming from me. Gothel's not my favorite Disney villain. She's my second favorite. Scar is my favorite. Because he succeeded for years before Simba comes back, potentially. At least, like, Mm. a year. So he succeeded, and Gothel also kind of succeeded. Yeah. but She would have kept getting away with it, too. Exactly. Like, 18 years, she had a princess secluded away in a tower, and nobody knew. I don't know what she was going to do when Rapunzel got to be her age and... Right? Die. I have questions. Yeah. Can Rapunzel heal herself? Can Rapunzel stop herself from aging? And at that point, the gimmick's up because then Gothel's gimmick is like revealed. Exactly. It begs the question, did Rapunzel know what Gothel was doing? Because she clearly knows that her hair has power and she clearly knows what power that is. She heals Eugene's hand without any second thoughts. So is she aware that it also has anti-aging properties? I don't think so. I'm not sure. Because she never says that, for one thing. She never gives verbal recognition of, oh, and it stops aging. And also, if you notice, the one time when she's like, oh, dear, would you sing for me? She has to grab the hair quick. And Rapunzel's not even looking at her. Like, I don't think there's this recognition of, oh, when I sing for mommy, that mommy gets a benefit. You know? Yeah, I, I think it's just... I don't think it's a thing. I don't, I don't know. And, like, her hair's so long, Gothel's, like, brushing it and brushing it and brushing <laughs> it. And then it just goes up in her face with the magic as, it, as the song ends. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a good point. Also, on the topic of Gothel and hair, every time that Gothel interacts physically with Rapunzel in any way, it's never with Rapunzel. It's only with her hair. Yes! When she tilts her forehead down to kiss her... She doesn't kiss her forehead. Kisses her hair. She kisses her hair. Okay, the whole I love you most, she's grabbing her hair. Exactly. It's disgusting. It's it's, it's disgusting. And it, it, uh, this is, okay. So I get really mad when people talk about Beauty and the Beast. And they're like, she just had Stockholm Syndrome. I'm like, no. no. But you know who did? Rapunzel. Yes. Like, literally, let's stop confusing the fact that you want to be ultra-feminist and just kill all Disney movies and that's just sad. Let's focus on the fact that they did make a movie with a character that has Stockholm Syndrome and it's really scary. Like, I know, and it's not glossed over because she comes to this realization, but how would you feel if everything that you'd been told for 18 years all of a sudden turned out to be a lie and then, like, the one person that you trusted is literally the one person you can't trust. And all of a sudden, you realize you've been being used. It, I just, I I don't know. I think I'd be really depressed. I don't think it, in my life I have even a notion of what that would begin to feel like. Yeah. Because that's unraveling your entire life. Exactly. Like, 
that's almost that'd be scary yeah and it's it's heavy like this is the only thing she's ever known and now it's not even safe anymore speaking of gothel being a villain and being very good at it um she her plan in the end there to get rapunzel back was brilliant i I, clearly i have not watched this in years but (laughs) when i watched i was like how does this go down again Oh, right. She gets the thugs to help her out. And then she takes them out and Rapunzel thinks, oh, mom saved the day. Exactly. And my boyfriend left me. And by the way, he's concussed again because he's out cold again on the boat. The poor man. The poor man. (laughs) Get this man a doctor. Now, get it stat. Wrap your hair around his head. (laughs) Please. Please mummify him in your hair for like one minute, sing the song, and then he'll be okay. Maybe sing it. Two or three times. Two or three times. You know, maybe when he died and she brought him back, maybe that. (laughs) I mean, if she's literally bringing him back from the dead, I would assume that that's going to heal all of his other ailments. Concussion gone. I would have concussion gone. There you go. She (laughs) did heal him. It's fine. Multiple concussions, probably. This man spends the whole head having blunt force. Whole head? Whole (laughs) movie having blunt force applied to his head. Well, it's no wonder he, like, freaks out as many times as he did. One is a lot of freaky things happen. Exactly. Like, glowing magical hair and whatnot. But, and then on top of it all, like, the poor man's running around with his head being jostled like a, like a jar of jelly or He something. may also have a busted eardrum. Wait, when? What? Pascal sticks oh. his tongue directly <laughs> into his ear. <laughs> like, more than once. I just love Pascal. <laughs> He's like a small thug. Yes. It's like her own personal mini thug. Exactly. And I love it. Yes. That is that is accurate. But she again, it's the whole with Gothel and her plan, it's the whole gaslighting thing. She spends the whole villain telling Rapunzel, I don't want to play the bad guy. She mm. knows she's the bad guy. Yeah. But if Rapunzel starts to see her that way, the whole thing falls apart. Yeah. So she has to do everything she can to make sure Rapunzel doesn't see her that way like i hate how she can look at her daughter and be like oh you're so naive oh you're chubby oh i'm just kidding yeah it's that's horrible it's awful it's and it's i mean she sings a whole song about it yeah and that's that's the purpose of her song but again i i love just the when you're on the outside as an audience and you can you you see it. You know how evil and awful it is, and it resonates with you as being wrong. A mother isn't going to treat their child like that. Yeah. And you know that. But poor Rapunzel's in this situation where that's the only other person she's ever known. Yeah. Her only other living companion is a chameleon that can't talk. It makes yeah. you. It makes me surprised that she turned out as normal as she did. Which yeah. Might be. Part of it being a Disney princess movie. But, like, she interacted surprisingly well with everyone at the uh, the duck place. The the snuggly duck. The snuggly duck. I was yes. like, what is this place? Yes. M- m- mostly. Um, but they were also thieves and thugs and people. And they did a little song and dance together. So I guess that's... There you go. That's it. That's all you need for harmony, I suppose. Is that's all you need for friends. Just like, <laughs> join me in a musical dance. <laughs> yes, please. And if they don't look at you like you're insane, then you're friends now. <laughs> I I don't know that I would recommend using this piece of advice, folks, but um, you could try. You could try. It may be successful. 
let us know in the comments. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Someone just goes like on the street and is like, I'm in a musical now. Would you please join me? Or would they pick songs that people already know? I feel like that'd be too easy. I feel like that's too easy, but also that it's kind of like a flash mob, but an that's unplanned true. one. That would be interesting. <laughs> We're friends now. All right. <laughs> I just, I was, yeah, I love those people in that duckling. I, why can I not remember the name of that place? <laughs> Snuggly Duckling. I love the inhabitants of the Snuggly Duckling. Yes. That's my statement. And the guy who rips all the piano keys off the piano and then proceeds to continue to play the piano. <laughs> Good job, animation team. <laughs> really realistic. I love the unicorn man when he tings them together and he smiles. Like, it's the best. You and know, the fact, Vladimir. That's how you know they are there to save Eugene is when the little unicorn sits on the window and you're like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's great. Lizzie, are you ready to react to some YouTube comments? Sure. This is one of my favorite things is like finding random videos on YouTube and seeing people's comments. So I'm not a Marvel person. I will put that out there now. But I'm sure there are people that will appreciate this. And that is that Flynn Rider Smolder has the power to defeat Thanos. Thanos? Thanos? Oh, no. It's, it's Thanos. It's Thanos. But I'm also not a Marvel person. Oh, no. I was hoping you would be. I, I only know this because I have lots of people in my life who are Marvel people. There you are. My... Uh, my mother and father-in-law love Marvel, and Ian's, Ian enjoys it. And um, I've been at their house many a time when Marvel is on in the background. So, <laughs> uh, someone else—we already talked about this, but the fact that Mother Gothel's power stems from her gaslighting and how realistic that is. Like that's what made her so terrifying. Is that it's not like crazy and over dramatized. Like this could actually happen, which is. It's not fine. Maleficent turning into a dragon and casting spells. It's just an old lady. Using her words to trick somebody. Yeah, I agree. That makes her almost scarier because of the realism in it. Another comment. Mother Knows Best Reprise is a severely underrated villain song. And I would agree. I would too. What's your favorite villain song? Do you have one? I don't know if I have one. Mother Knows Best is up there. I also do really like Be Prepared Ooh, from uh -huh. The Lion King. Mm -hmm. I would say Ursula's song is one of my favorites. That is a good song. That is like one of my um, all-time favorites. And, I mean, I guess technically it's not Disney, but Rasputin's song from Anastasia. <laughs> the dark of the night. Yes. And then the way that they used it and made it melancholy and oh. sad in the Broadway musical with the Listen, same tune. I cannot I... wait until we talk about Anastasia. But it, we got to have a whole team because Justin and Gabby are going to murder me if I talk about Anastasia whole, without them. whole team required. Yes. But I'll be back. <laughs> I have too many thoughts on that, too. I know. I'm so excited. Okay. Uh, I guess spoilers for the future. We're going to do Anastasia someday. <laughs> Another comment said, what I find more surprising is that no one really talks about how Gath... <laughs> Gathel. We already talked about this, too, that she was able to, like, sneak into a castle all by herself and kidnap a child in the royal castle. Yeah. The same castle that is notoriously difficult to break into... And, like, Eugene is, like, this whole big, huge thing because, oh, my gosh, somebody managed to do it. Well, but hold on. Maybe the reason that it's a huge thing when he does it 
is because they cracked oh, down on it after the baby coffee. was kidnapped. Yes, I can see that. Yeah, yep. maybe. Maybe it's because of the 18-year time difference. There wasn't that much conflict in the kingdom because Eugene was a small child. Um, <laughs> little baby Eugene little, being little baby. like, he's only He's what? Okay, hold on. I have to do math. Rapunzel turns 18, and I believe he is supposed to be 25? Oh, my. It's, it's the biggest. That's a it's, big age It's a big gap. age gap. I'm terrible at math. Does that mean that he would have been seven or oh, eight? Oh, no, you're asking me to math as well. All right. Well, he was younger <laughs> than 10 at the time of Rapunzel's kidnapping um, and uh, currently in an orphanage, which I do accept as canon from the show. And he was wreaking havoc, but not quite that much havoc. So, yeah, I, I could see that they ramped up security after the princess was kidnapped. That makes a lot of that sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, okay. This was a sad comment, but I kind of, it was hilarious, so I had to include it. It was, other than the rat from Flushed Away, Flynn Rider is the only film character that my friends say I look like. I don't know what the rat from Flushed Away looks like. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. What? Okay, we gotta watch Flushed Away, and you gotta join the talk about Flushed Away. Okay, so, I'll have to go. watch it. <laughs> They're probably talking about the main character one. Oh, okay. I love this comment. This movie taught me, forget pocket knives or pepper spray, carry a frying pan. <laughs> That is correct. This movie is the reason that um, the year before you started helping with drama and we did Robin Hood and it was it was a knockoff Robin Hood. But one of the characters was like the cook in Robin Hood's band. Okay. And we all had to have like these fake little daggers, you know, like the prop ones that like go yes. back inside the hilt. I remember we those. We had those and we had big wooden swords. and Those actually but, would hurt if you poked them hard enough. Yeah, I know. But I... <laughs> Because I was the cook, barred a cast iron frying pan from my grandma and carried it around during the show for like two hours. That would get heavy. As a, it did. I had to set it down. And my hands for the next several days after the show smelled like cast iron. Oh, my gosh. But that was what I used as my weapon. And our director thought I was crazy. She was like, nobody's going to understand it. Well, every little girl in the audience understood exactly what I was going for. And I was like, see, this is what I wanted. I'm just Rapunzel now. <laughs> That's awesome. And the theme of her life was set. <laughs> Uh, and I think I have one more. Okay. I can't believe it took me years to realize the reason why people don't recognize Eugene when he and Rapunzel were dancing at the market was because they kept getting his nose wrong on the wanted posters. Probably. So these comments weren't as juicy. Sometimes the comments get wild. But, I mean, they were fine. But they weren't as crazy as they could have been. But There is a, on the wanted poster thing, and I accept this is canon, there is an answer to the sh in the show as to why that happened. Why? The guy that they commissioned to paint all of the wanted posters has cracked glasses. So whenever he's been shown anything to paint, where the cracks are in his glasses, it creates different lines. Oh my gosh. So he can't see the center of Eugene's face to paint it correctly. So it's different every time. Was this character shown? In one episode, I believe. Oh, okay. I don't even remember his name. But it's it's like a Eugene realizes finally why all these wanted posters were so wrong for so many years. And it's just because this guy has never bothered to buy new glasses. I love that. <laughs> that makes complete sense. It does. Next. 
I'm going to ask you to do a very difficult thing, Lizzie. All right. You could rate this from one to ten. One being it was the worst film I've ever seen. Actually, I'd probably be a zero. One being <laughs> it was the worst film I've ever seen in my entire life. Ten being it was a masterpiece. It was perfection. How would you rate this film? All right. Biased Lizzie rates it like a ten. <laughs> And there's a difference between I get that. There's a difference between biased me and actual critical thinking yes. me. Yes. Critical thinking me still puts it at like a 9. I struggle critically to find many issues with it, but I think there's also there's always room for improvement, so I can't rate it perfectly. And I'm sure if I thought really 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 long and hard, I could find something about it that's like, yeah, I mean, that could have been better, but I don't feel like thinking about it like that because biased Lizzie is over here going, there's nothing wrong with it. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> I think I would also put it at a nine simply because it is like I actually as a wannabe writer, I won't claim to be a writer, but a wannabe one. I love how well it all flowed. It looked beautiful. The songs were lovely. Like, I love the characters. Like, it was so fun. Like, I haven't seen this in forever. And I was like, this is great. Why haven't I watched this more often? But and maybe that brings the question to me, words, that makes me question, oh, is the reason I haven't watched it as much because it's not, quote unquote, as memorable as some films? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I struggle with that. Like, is that one, maybe that one negative comment's just floating in my head. Maybe. I also think, I think it probably also has to do with when it came out, too. Mm. Like, I was still in elementary school when it came out. You said you were in high school. I think so. So there's an age difference there. Mm. Like, I haven't watched a lot of the Disney movies that, like, Moana came out when I was in high school. I've seen Moana once. I watched it in theaters when it came out, and I haven't seen it since. I haven't seen a lot of the newer Disney movies, but if it was elementary school to before, because we had all the VHS tapes growing Mm. up... I've seen them a thousand times. So I don't know if it just has to do with when the movie came out. Like or a stage if, of life thing. Like a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or if, and need I say this, the quality in Disney movies continues to decrease because their stories continue to just not be as original, i.e. why they're making all the remakes. Why do we need a Lilo and Stitch remake? Why do we need that? We don't. I would love to see more original content. I think that'd be, and maybe I just am not seeing it because, I mean, I don't really have a streaming service right now. But- Maybe that's why I'm not seeing it, because everything's streaming these days. Yeah. But, yeah. And that's a whole different conversation. It's a whole... Yeah. I won't get into that, because I have (laughs) thoughts on that, too. (laughs) So many thoughts. So, you said... Wait. So, what's your actual... So, 10 from fan Lizzie. 9 from from critically critically thinking Lizzie, (laughs) because I have the ability to do that. I think uh, the combination (laughs) of myself would probably come to a 9. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed it. It was really good. And I think it's lovely. But I... I'm just, I'm waiting for that perfect film. Does it exist? Maybe not. Someday. We're not perfect, so probably not. That's that's all I got. That's all I got. Do you got any other thoughts, comments? I don't think so. Not off the top of my head. Something will hit me at 10 o'clock tonight. I know it. And I'll be like, I should have said that. But <laughs> I won't know what that is till then. So Okay, excellent. Thank you for coming on the show. You're I'm welcome. so excited. This is fun. <laughs> it was. We'll definitely have to do more things in the future. That'd be fun. Yes. But um, you guys can find us on the interwebs, on Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, that's all I got. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> I hate outros. I never know what to say. <laughs>